everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Merry-Go-Round podcast. My name is Mary Brasha, and I'm your host. This podcast is powered by Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. This is the 11th episode. 11 is my lucky number. I was born on December 11th. I'm just getting so excited for the month of December and Christmas time. It's just the best time of the year. I was on the plane home from Daytona and I did watch Elf and it hadn't even been Thanksgiving yet. But I love that movie. I was laughing out loud and my mom looked over at me and was like, people are trying to sleep. But I reference Elf on the pickleball court all of the time. You know, if I miss a shot, I'll often say, son of a nutcracker. (laughs) Or if one of my friends is, you know, mad after they hit a shot, usually it's all in good fun. But I'll be like, you're an angry elf right now. So I am constantly referencing elf in my daily life. Thank you to that movie for bringing me joy. The Polar Express is another Christmas movie that I like. It's a close favorite. So let me know in the comments what your favorite holiday movie is. The PPA Tour finals are coming to San Clemente this weekend. I qualified for the singles event. I am so excited to compete, especially at home in San Clemente. There is nothing like waking up in your own bed for a tournament day. I am prepped and ready to go in my pool because it's more of a pool play format. We have Lauren Stratman, Yuda Castillo, and Annalie Waters. And then the top two will move on to the semifinals and finals. So really looking forward to this opportunity and to finish the year strong. In addition, the Miami Pickleball Club will be competing in the Major League Pickleball Playoffs on December 4th and 5th, also in San Clemente. So Very happy to have Pickleball and SoCal to end the year. What a great way to end the year. Really looking forward to bring the Miami energy and fight and fire and fun to the court with my team. I want to take a minute to talk about the concept of fighting for every point, which I have touched on before, but in Pickleball, it is so important to fight for every point and never give up because it's just never over. And this comes to mind with it being the singles finals this week and how singles is just a game that can be very streaky. Someone can, you know, have seven points in a row that they just pass you so well. And you're like, what the heck? Like, what am I doing wrong? It's a very up and down game. I've had so many singles matches where I've been up big in a game and someone has come back and the opposite has happened where I've been down and I come back and win. I'm thinking about in singles Atlanta major in May. I was now I'm going to introduce you guys to our guest for the day. This is a very special guest. He is the number one singles player in the world on the senior tour. He is also my singles coach and just 
an amazing humble human. Please welcome to the show, Matthias Johansson. Welcome to the show, Matthias. Thank you so much for having me, Mary. It is an honor to have you on the Merry-Go-Round podcast. Where are you calling from today? I'm actually at home in Huntington Beach today. Okay, okay, nice. Getting ready for the winter weather in California. I see your stockings in the background. I know, right? It's uh, Christmas time comes early here in the U.S., not as early in Sweden, but here we come in November. <laughs> nice. Speaking of Sweden, let's jump right into it. I would love to hear more about where you're from and your sports background. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I am from Sweden and uh, grew up there and had a few different sports. Obviously, tennis is one of them. Uh, I was also doing downhill skiing uh, for quite a few years and also a sport called floorball. Floorball is to hockey what pickleball is to tennis. Uh, we were one of the first clubs in uh, Sweden, and now it's probably the second biggest sport in Sweden or third biggest sport. Uh, it's basically uh, almost like a hockey, but indoors, and the ball is actually very similar to a pickleball. Wow. And I was probably more uh, better in, in this floorball than in tennis, to be honest. It fit my personality a little bit better and skill, I think, you know, but uh, tennis took over. Floorball? Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. We need to try this on an off day. <laughs> that is a good sport. I mean, people should look up floorball. It's a fast-moving sport, very exciting to play, a lot of good for cardiovascular and, and uh, footwork and everything. Great sport. Good to know. Okay, this is going to be my new hobby in 2024. Okay, like you said, tennis, but then it led you to pickleball. How did you discover pickleball yeah so you know backing up a little bit with tennis first because what happened was uh during right before covid i was kind of pursuing uh men's 45 tennis and trying to be number one in the world in tennis for my age group yeah. and i was so consumed with that whole process and planning the tournament just like you and me plan pickleball tournament nowadays right so and then covid hit uh, so everything shut down, could not find uh, an open tennis court, and the whole ranking started going south again, and a friend of mine asked, do you want to play pickleball? I have no idea. Pickleball, just yes, the name said, sounded bad, so I said, no, no interest in pickleball. Uh, probably because I'm so focused on my tennis, I didn't want to do anything else at that time. So a week later, he asked me again, do you want to play pickleball? And I said, because what else can you do? Sitting at home, how many times can you clean the garage? You know, let's do something. So I said, okay, I go to this pickleball, went to Tustin School in California and played with a few games with older uh, ladies, probably 50 to 65 year old, and, and they were good. I was just fascinated on the game from the beginning. So I went home to my wife and said, hey, we're going to play pickleball. She said the same thing I said the first time. No, no interest in it. 
And so I went back a few more times, played once a week, and uh, got back to my wife again. And finally, she said, yeah, let's uh, try it out and see what it goes. And from there on, everything is history. What a story. I love how you started out just playing with the ladies on the court. And, you know, here you are. You've now made it to number one in the world for singles. This is amazing, Matias. I mean... (laughs) What an accomplishment that, you know, it started with tennis and then here you are in pickleball. Who would have thought? I know. Not me, that's for sure. No, I would have thought because you are amazing. You're also so humble. So good job on achieving this. Many more titles to come. But I want to ask you, what does it take to be number one in the world in pickleball? Because you're up there with, you know, Anna Lee and Ben, and then there's you. You're a number one. <laughs> wow, that sounded so good. We almost want to repeat that again, right? No, but seriously, number one, I think, you know, you need to have a very understanding wife, number one. Uh, you know, without the wife support or the children's or family support, you know, none of this would be happening in the first place, right? So a lot of credit to them because as you know, it's a lot of traveling, it's a lot of planning, it's a lot of way and you're focused on training and being the best you can be, right? So uh, aside from that part, I think, you know, it takes a few things. Resilience is a word I really like to use uh, and dedication. and then also, but I also think we have a responsibility as a number one, and, and I'm trying to help out my fellow senior pros, trying to encourage them. Uh, at least I'm hoping I'm that kind of person because sometimes it's bigger than the game. Uh, you know, nobody's bigger than the game itself. So if I can help somebody out, I would like to do that as well. Wow, that's really inspiring. I like all that language, you know, because it just, it's encouraging. It's nice that you give back. I mean, I consider you helping me out now and then that's just too nice for you to like coach me. I know you help a few other players and it's just awesome that you even have time to do that too. What a busy guy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm a, a big fan of yours, Mary. So that, that is, uh, yes, my pleasure in having fun, you know, with it. So that's great. We are always out on the singles court working hard to get better. I appreciate all of your tips. What are you working on in your own game right now? Yeah, so my own game really, as as of this time, you know, my my brain is wired a little bit differently, I think, from most people. So until somebody will beat me consistently uh, week after week in a tournament, I have this big reserve plan that when that happens, uh, I will start working on a few things that are back on my mind. Um, So specifically for singles, I'm really trying as to maintain a certain level uh, as as of this time. Uh, Physically, you know, I have some issues with uh, back and knee, especially knee. So the amount of training I can do is a little bit limited uh, on court. So I'm really trying to focus on the mental aspect of pickleball and do a lot of visualization, for example, and uh, other mental exercises to try us to make up for the court time that I cannot do at this time. Wow. 
Visualization is such an important thing to take you to the next level. You know, I remember you telling me about visualization and we won't reveal all of our secrets on, no, on the podcast. I mean, this is something that I think a lot of athletes need to do. You need to see yourself winning. You need to believe in yourself. You need to prepare for these big matches. And that's something I've definitely been trying to do in my game. So I really appreciate you sharing that because that is important. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, Mary. Yes. Matthias, why singles? I know you play both singles and doubles and you've been really focusing on the doubles game as well recently, but what makes singles so intriguing to you in pickleball? I think, you know, it's a few things with it. Number one is, you know, having the opportunity to, uh, you know, being a college coach, first of all, you know, I'm around young people a lot. And having this opportunity to, to train with yourself, Connor, other young people, it keeps me young. It, I feel like it keeps an edge over my older people. And yes, you know, exchanging ideas with you guys uh, is such a, a great feeling for me to, to hopefully, you know, it's a give and take relationship that the one idea that you tell me and one idea that I tell you, you know, and it clicks. And as long as I'm able to, uh, that you guys get something little out of those practice, I would love to keep that going. So for that reason, it's kind of uh, one of the best feelings I have in why I'm playing single. The other part of it is, you know, I'm in kind of a math person, meaning I like statistics, I like probability, I like angles. So if in singles, you actually can, you're in control of yourself, your own shots. And based on that shot, uh, the logic in me tells me where the next ball is coming. So for, so I really like to being able to control my own destiny. You cannot blame it on anybody else afterwards, right? Because you executing the shot, you have all the chances in the world to have a chance to win or lose. Uh, and not to say that I don't like doubles because I do enjoy doubles a lot, but you know, doubles, my partner's brain doesn't work the same as my brain and his decision or her decision may be equally as good or better than mine. But if I'm not seeing the same thing that they have in their mind, then I just being reactive. And I, don't, I think I'm pretty slow reactor to be honest so that means that I always will be in my heels and much more defensive minded than what I can create when I create myself if that makes sense oh it totally makes sense I think that's all good info definitely being able to control what you can control on the court I also feel like in singles what's great right now is the game of pickleball itself is just growing and changing every day and there's always something new to learn I feel like when you and I are training we're always coming up with something new that we can work on and it's just such an exciting thing to be able to keep learning and growing you know on and off the court so good good <laughs> and how do you balance coaching college tennis still and being number one in the world at a sport I mean that is crazy to me yeah, no, I mean, it, it is a little difficult. So, you know, when I feel that I have trained 
good. I feel confident in my game when I go into the tournament. Uh, but certain part of the year when we travel a lot with, you know, I have both teams, men's and women's team, away a lot, uh, matches here and there. And when I know that I'm not training a lot and I'm not mentally prepared or mentally prepared, I'm trying to be, but you haven't had the reps in. Uh, that's when you know self-confidence goes away you may be able to get away with it for a tournament here and there but in the long run i can feel it coming and it's just a slow slow downhill where the time is off your movement is off and all of a sudden you know uh, somebody's there just to put uh, you know uh, put you down ready to put you down easily right and and that's not a good feeling but on the other hand when you have a chance to train a lot then those things will be the opposite. You feel that you're in very good shape. You feel quick. You feel timing is there. You feel opposite, unbeatable at that time, right? So, and we are not, but that's how you feel. And that's, you know, what confidence does when you feel like we are putting the hours into it. But it's a, it's a juggle, you know, so certain parts of the year, I'm feeling, uh, very, very vulnerable, so to speak, when I'm on the court. That is interesting information and consistency is key. Confidence is key. That is good insight. Once again, Matthias, wow, I think you need to write a book when you retire from pickleball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's great. Moving on, you started the Senior Pro Tour this year. Share with the viewers a little more about this. All right. So... The idea from the beginning kind of was, uh, you know, without stepping on people's toes here, right? It, it's a kind of a little bit sensitive subject in one way, but we felt like the senior pros um, was about to disappear, to be honest. I think the current pro, the current force that was going on, they start having a much more diminishing role than we've had in the past. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Uh, you know, that's everybody has their own right to make a business decision of what is best for their tour. Uh, but that's not really what the senior pro felt was the right decision, right? Uh, younger pros, some also expressed some uh, concern of sharing price money, sharing court times previously with the senior pros, which I understand as well, right? So. Logically, the senior pros should have their own home, meaning we should have our own tour and separate what you guys are doing. You are fantastic in what you guys are doing. And hopefully we have an audience that wants to watch us, the senior pros, only because I have a lot of people coming up to me and actually said, you know, you are 50 something, I'm 50 something. I don't necessarily can relate how good the regular pros or because it's out of my reach but you being in the same age as me if i can see you doing this it's possible to do this it gives me hope and gives me encouragement to see what i can do so so that's really you know how you know if you're moving on to the senior pro tour here how we can uh, how can i say this feeling that way we, we felt like we needed to do something but nobody get gets the ball rolling it will basically disappear so we started this year having six test events 
uh, together with national pickleball and we kind of piggyback riding them a little bit, you know, uh, with everything. So we didn't have to have too much of the admin work uh, done. And it, I feel it was a success. So people start asking us, hey, can we expand on this next year? So we really, you know, put our heads together and said, okay, what can we do? So we came up with 18 four stop nationwide uh, next year. And, you know, we're working on a lot of sponsorship deals. So we actually will be a, a regular tour, another tour, just like the, pre, the, the current tour exists. And we are hoping that we will, uh, you know, keep expanding and, and keep getting bigger and bigger. It, it's a lot of hard work to get it off the ground, but I feel we are in a good position. And we're also going to offer another bracket for the future senior pros, meaning what? The one that are between 45 and 49. Nice. They are just waiting to be 50, right? In the age group. So why not get them into the bracket and compete with the old folks here and, and get going there? Gosh, I can think of quite a few friends who would fall into that category and will be so excited to hear this news. Wow, what great opportunities you are making in the pickleball world. Guys, Matthias does it all. What can he not do? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Speaking of sponsors, I know you mentioned some big sponsors coming in for the tour. For yourself, you are a star. I'm sure the sponsorship offers are flowing in. What do you look for when you're deciding to pair up with someone? Good question, Mary. You know, I mean, I, I like a lot of words we say. I like the star word there, a flowing in sponsorship. You know, I mean, hey, it sounded awesome there. Uh, but on a serious note here, I think, you know, except for the paddle and the clothing, you know, sponsorship that you have, you know, I think, you know, since I'm being a senior pro and in that age bracket, uh, I think, you know, the the best partnership would be that somebody is targeting that age group, you know, that's number one. Uh, and also, you know, somebody that really believes in what I believe in, you know, pickleball has changed America. Pickleball has saved America almost uh, the way it has gone. And I'm talking from a, a socially standpoint, from a physical standpoint, and from a mental health standpoint. All the things, you know, is such an important thing. I don't know how many people that, I know of that maybe we're not in, in great shape and they start playing pickleball and they've turned their life around. And with that comes, you know, uh, being in better mental shape as well, uh, because not only pickleball consume your mind, right? You just need to start about thinking, uh, you know, you know, the game is start getting into your head, but also, you know, you're feeling better because you go socially, the community of pickleball is so big and so welcoming. So obviously, for that reason, you start feeling that you belong to it. So if a company have the same philosophies I have, that is the ultimate goal, what I would like to partner up with those companies because we can share and we can spread the word of the love for pickleball that we have, but it's definitely a place for partnerships as well. Wow, could not have said it better. Pickleball is just the best, Matias. I feel like that's why we get along so well I mean and look at how pickleball brought us together as friends and you're my coach you know it's just crazy like this sport really changes lives and it brings so much joy 
into everyone's life that I know that plays it. So if you don't know what pickleball is and you're listening to this podcast, get on the train. The pickleball train is only (laughs) going and going and going. (laughs) This is is just the beginning. You would not think that, uh, you know, Courts are popping up all over, more and more players. But I still believe this is just the beginning of pickleball. It's going to be much, much bigger than what it is today. Oh, for sure. Pickleball rocks. I want to kind of start wrapping things up, but want to get your insight on how you think pickleball can grow globally in the future. Yes, that's a, a, a tricky one, right? How it can grow in the future? I think, you know, it's a few things. In It needs to be people willing to, you know, travel and introduce the game and being ambassadors. I have a friend, Alex Simon, he's a senior pro tour. He just went to a couple of African countries and uh, introduced it there. And you'll see the joy and happiness, uh, you know, and you know, both from his side by sharing this opportunity and, and giving back to those countries and the joy from uh, the one who received his help to introduce Pickleball there is it's amazing to see. So people like Alex, uh, other pros that are willing to donate the time for the greater good of Pickleball and and not just staying in the bubble. bubble. It could be, you know, getting outside your comfort zone. We also need media, right? We need help from media to spread the world. And obviously in other countries, we need a lot more ports as well. I mean, uh, in Sweden, for example, I think we have three or 4,000 players playing. Uh, a friend of mine just now, actually, he's a soccer player, uh, has never been really, he's been following me, very supportive of my pickleball career. So all of a sudden he said, I'm going to try this sport. And he just tried two months ago. And after first try, he is a pickable addict more than anything. He probably even will come over next year sometimes and join, join me on a senior pro tour, right? So if you just see how easy it is addicting pickleball is and the mind changing. So hopefully we can all come together and come together and figure out a way how we can keep spreading the, the, this uh, love for the great, greatest sport ever invented. Totally agree, Matthias. If you ever take a trip to Sweden to grow pickleball there, you're going to have to let me know because I want to go to Europe and beyond to all over the world and grow this sport. I think it is so important to get everyone involved. And like you said earlier, it does change lives. So we'll be looking forward to many exciting things to come. Matthias, we are wrapping up your time on the merry-go-round podcast but i always like to ask if you were going to a karaoke bar on the weekend maybe when you're done winning a tournament what is your go-to karaoke song that is number one it is i if my name would be drawn to sing i would run out of that place or hide in the bathroom that would be number one if for whatever reason people got me on the stage and put on the music I have to, 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 to do it, I think we have to go with uh, uh, what is um, down, uh, is it called uh, Down to the Paradise City? Is that the name of it? Guns and Roses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. 
Okay. So it has to be the classic rock uh, song that, you know, and get everybody going on, on and, you know, getting, getting the, the jacket off and rock and roll. Wow, you will start the party with that one. That is that is a fun one, Matias. Good choice. Good choice. Good, good. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Matias, for coming on the Merry Go Round podcast. I really appreciate you giving your time to do this. And I also just appreciate all of the help you have given me in my pickleball journey and the coaching advice and singles. I mean, you have helped take my game to another level and I just know we're getting started on the journey and there's just going to be lots of good things to come and good vibes and thank you thank you Mary and yes I'm gonna say that one thing yes people are gonna watch up for Mary next next year that's for sure can't wait for it Thank you. And thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode of the Merry-Go-Round podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.